Is everybody sitting down? Because I heard Justin open a microwave. Well, are you about to eat during the podcast? No, he's heating up his coffee for the millionth time. Oh my god. They just said they were ready. We hit record and Justin's fucking microwaving his coffee. Alright, I'm good. I'm good. I was telling Babe. She was laughing at you. I heard. You're you're on microphone right now. You're on microphone! Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Oh, that was off. Okay, three, two, one. Alright, let's do that it with a tempo. It. Ready? Uh, uh. Uh, uh, three, two. Okay, great. Sorry, let's do Welcome to This Is How We Feel, a show where each week we take a piece of media and tell you how we feel. This week, I'm your host, R. Dizzle, Ryan Diaz. I'm here with... What up? It's Baby J. And I'm Louie. <laughs> Dramatic pause. And today, we're telling you how we feel about holes. Holy, holy holes. Holy, holy holes. I personally love Dig 'em Up Up Holes Holes, one of my favorite childhood movies of all time. Justin didn't watch it because he was not a live action baby. Yeah, that's crazy. I thought that you would have at least like know the story. All I the know way of it. I've heard about the Stanley Yelnats, and I I like had a picture in my mind with his name on the chest. You know, not in spoilers, but mm. so right. I kind of knew the mm-hmm. gist of the story. But like going through it, yeah, mm-hmm. a little boring for me. Yelnats. Well, before we get into the Yelnats of the things, uh, let's hear from Taylor. What you got for us today? Hey guys, it's me. So I tried to watch that Listen to Your Heart, Follow Your Heart show, the ABC spinoff of Bachelor. It was horrible. Honestly, it was really hard to follow. I wasn't excited every week when I saw it was recorded on my DVR. So I kind of ditched it. Moving on to something else. I'm going to switch it up. I am a huge fan of Siesta Key. It is filmed in the Keys of Florida. So that's what I'm going to be bringing to you coming soon. So stay, stay tuned and stay healthy. Thank you, Taylor. Thank Love you, you so much. Wow. You're the Very bomb. Good you're, just, you're like, this is during the quarantine, and you're my corn queen. Corn queen. Oh, mm. Very good. Oh, should start lessons. making some Snaps. quarantinis. Snaps for that. Have a good Ooh. time. Ooh. What would, what would <laughs> comprise a quarantini, babe? I want you to make this drink in my mind right okay, now. I'll put so it in front of me. A quarantini would have some... I don't even know what a regular martini has. It has tequila, right? Martini is either no, te- no. gin or, or vodka and just shaken. What's a, yeah. Oh, that's a margarita. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a margarita, honey. I don't know. So what's a quarantini? A quarantini consists of staying indoors and washing your hands. <laughs> Very good. Well, okay, so it's got a soap flavor. It's, it's got like a soap, soap flavor and a little bit suck. of like. It's got to be really bad. It's got to be really bad. Yeah, like, you're gonna like a hint of lemon because hel- 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 lemon kills a virus, <laughs> uh, not viruses, <laughs> bacteria, right? That's a thing. Yeah, so maybe so like a t- lemony, like a lemon drop martini. Lemony snickets. All right, so I'm going to go on record saying it's going to be two ounces of vodka, four ounces of vodka. Um, what does a martini uh, have? I don't think I've ever had a martini. An, it's just a double shot of vodka an, shaken over ice poured into a martini glass. Half an oh, ounce so of it is fabuloso. Vodka. It's just straight vodka. Cleaning. You're ruining my joke. Half an ounce <laughs> of fabuloso cleaning supply. Oh, very um, good, yeah. And then shake that up, and then you drain that into two martini glasses. Nice. Why two? There's really, three of us. Really clean out your insides, you know? Anyways, welcome to This Is How You Feel, the martini episode. Martini quarantini. 
So we're here to talk about holes, and I got a big old hole in my heart for this movie. Oh, Ooh, that's good no. One. It's a full hole. It's a, not an empty hole. It's a filled hole. <laughs> yeah. It's a filled hole. Yeah. This movie came out in 2003, so back in the Dizzy, right during the Even Stevens era for Mr. Shia LaBeouf. Mm. LaBeouf. That was the same year as Finding Nemo. Mm. You don't say. Disney was doing good things this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the movie was directed by Andrew Davis. He has directed a bunch of movies I've never seen and Collateral Damage. I haven't seen that one either, but it, I recognized it. I recognize the I name put it on the list. Oh yeah, Will uh, Smith. It's written by. It's written by Louis Sachar. Oh no, it, that's I'm co- say Collateral Lewis. Beauty. Sorry, <laughs> just, I was oh, just thinking about that movie. Mm. You're thinking about the wrong movie. Yeah. Well, what's co- written by? What's Collateral Damage? Who's in it? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't care. Okay. I didn't write any information about it. I because this guy didn't. I don't. I don't it's I okay. Didn't, it's none okay. None of it. Was. Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> written by. Written by Louis Sachar, uh, Sachar, Louis Sachar. I don't know. It was the same guy that wrote the book that the movie is actually based on. Okay, mm. that's good. He, yeah, he doesn't write it for a whole lot. He wrote this movie, the book, and then uh, the Wayside Cartoons, which mm. I don't really know what that is even. Okay, we love when we can get the source material writer in on the script. Right. Well, he wrote the whole. He was. The, it was it. It was just him. So that's great. That is good. Um, the synopsis of the movie is a wrongfully convicted boy is sent to a brutal desert detention camp where he joins the job of digging holes. Where he joins the job of digging holes. <laughs> joins the job. Joins the job. I, sounds very voluntary. I copied and pasted this from IMDb, so that's weird. Um, he joins the job of digging holes for some mysterious reason. That's a, that's a, uh, I guess that's what the movie is about. All of these synopsis, I just have to guess that that's what the movie's about because it's not like adamantly clear yeah. that that's actually what it was they're because like it a, wasn't that. They're like a good description for someone who hasn't seen the movie and is just like, okay, what is it about? You, now you know what the guy's yeah. doing. Spoiler free, and right? The, you, you don't get a lot of spoiler free, but it's just a little inaccurate. No you know? hook. There's no hook either. There's like nothing there that wants me to make me. I guess well, I. Well, he said find mysterious reason. It's yeah. like the nef- the Netflix the synopsis for each movie that you watch. Like when you read it on Netflix and you're just like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, I feel that. I like when right. sometimes if you hover over it, it'll give you one description. And then when you click on it and you're at the menu that says play and seasons, it'll give you another description. And right. I like reading both of those to be like, then you get two different you sides get, yeah, of the you same get two coin. gists. Two gists, yeah. But sometimes they give you a little right. different information. All right. So basically, usually for the plot synopsis, we take a piece of, piece of existing text, like whether it be from IMDb or Wikipedia. And then we make notes throughout to highlight what we want to discuss. But this week, I did a bit differently. I couldn't find a good synopsis that accurately told any of the scenes that I felt were important. So I watched the movie today with the boys and I wrote it down on my in my own way the entire time. Wrote it down and read it out, hoping no it I- would <laughs> save me. I wrote it down and read it out, hoping it would save me. But I have no idea how this is going to go. So good luck. Have fun, everybody. All right. So we open with a suicide. We see Barf Bag. Well, he doesn't kill himself. I don't think... It's not suicide. It's attempted suicide. Yeah, we open with an attempted suicide, I guess. You're right. He didn't try and actually kill himself. He like, Well, I guess he did try and kill I himself. I mean, he did try. He just he, didn't succeed. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know, actually, if he succeeded or not. That's I mean, they, the they, tells they talked the about how he was in the hospital, but... Yeah, but that's true. what the warden said. That's what I'm saying. He's con- they're, he's, he's very unreliable. He's constantly That's true. He's not a real doctor. Them. Oh, spoilers. The warden is the woman. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. Bernie Weaver keeps lying to them is what I'm saying. Well, they all keep lying. Then we see the backstory of Stanley's life. Basically, he's like a unlucky guy who 
lives in a house with a bunch of shoes in it because his dad has some crazy shoe fetish. <laughs> yeah. His house is really stinky because of a stinky shoe formula. Not even just the house, but like the whole floor. Yeah, the the whole the whole, the whole floor of the apartment. When Stanley gets home, he's like tuckered by two cops. Like they're walking him to his door, and one of his neighbors was like, "Oh my god, thank God! I was just about to call you just because of how fucking bad it smells out here." It must be. I think so it was the landlord. Rancid. This dude is like boiling yeah, it, stinky. I don't know shoes. if that guy was the landlord or if they just kept mentioning the landlord while he was around. Like, not even like while he was around, but like that one scene when she was writing about the landlord, he was in the background. It could have still just been the neighbor yelling, but I also drew that conclusion. I was like, maybe he's the landlord. I don't know. It's. It's kind of ambiguous. I don't know. We'll have to check the IMDb page. Mm. Yeah, that dad is fucking wild for stinky shoes. He's a maniac. That dude was walking into right. his house, and he was like, hmm, what size are you? Damn. How stinky those He's feet, like, huh? Can, can I get a little whiff? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, your feet smells bad. <laughs> let me get that shoe, bro. Yo, let me get a little whiff, bro. <laughs> yo, just take it off. Let take me off get the that shoe, shoe and the sock. <laughs> let me get a smell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking maniac. Basically, they explain throughout the movie that their family is cursed because of one of the Yelnats' ancestors. Um, not Stanley Yelnats the first, but the one right before him, the one that came to America. Anyways, jump cut to Stanley's trial, I guess. The judge is a fucking asshole. He's like, I could send you to jail for stealing these shoes. I fucking could. And it, I wouldn't even get I I wouldn't lose any sleep, sleep over it. I would be able to sleep like a baby, like a judge baby, like a little baby judge. <laughs> little baby judge. But he still sends him over to Camp Green Lake, which is the worst uh, thing in the world. Camp Crystal Green Lake. Camp, yeah. Camp Crystal Green Lake. Ooh, call back to last episode. Mm. Then we see, uh, uh, well, so he gets on the bus. They go into Camp Green Lake. We see the ghost of Sam, which is really weird. Yeah, that's you don't know who thing. Sam is yet, audience, but you'll find out soon enough. I didn't put that together. I remember seeing the ghost at first. I never put it together that was Sam. Yeah, it was Sam and his mule. Wow, so the Stanley's got some Sam. magic powers, man. Yeah. Because he, they, well, the, the lizards did not touch him or Sharoni. It Zeroni was the love. The, the, the curse had <laughs> been... Well, continue, continue, because we're not there yet, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Anyways, Stanley gets there and he goes, LMAO, where's the lake? <laughs> LMAO, where's the lake? <laughs> Mr. Sure's like, don't be a fucking smart ass, bro. Where's the lake head ass? Fucking dick. We have a little oasis. Yeah, we have a we have a the only water source for a hundred miles. So here we go. We get Mr. Motherfucking Sue, uh, played by John Voight. Fucking dude. Um God, I hate I, I, I only hated John Voight because of this movie. Since we've seen the National <laughs> Treasures movies, I like John Voight now, but Yeah, he's so gross in this, this movie. Yeah, yeah, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, he's just a disgusting little filth man. Yeah, ooh, a little filth man. A little filth he's man. He's got range, though, because he was such a lovable guy in the last movie. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I really liked him in National Treasure, and I despised <laughs> him in this. Me, I'm sorry. God bless you. Thank you yes. for blessing me. You're welcome. I am the God that blessed you. Thank you. you um, have, can you bring out your thumb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Funny. I suck. You know, so funny. <laughs> it was great. Though. You're so. Funny, I loved it. I have a good time all by myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a good time all alone. All right, so, all right, all right. Um, Mr. Sue just stopped smoking cigarettes, so he eats sunflower seeds as a replacement, just like baseball players. Do you guys know about that? I didn't know that was a thing, but I guess it makes sense. You gotta have something in your mouth. It's like a fidgety type of habit. Basically, all the baseball players used to smoke tobacco or used to chew dip or whatever and then 
the whole MLB did like an anti-tobacco campaign. So they all switched to because kids were like copying them in the dugouts, you know, trying to put something in their mouth. Right. So they were like, "Oh, we'll put sunflower. We'll use sunflower seeds instead." So, they, so now, every little league, all you see the kids eating in the dugouts is fucking Gatorade and sunflower seeds. Is oh, that what you cute. did when that's you were cute. in the little leagues? Not when I was in the little league, but I mean, I guess I did eat sunflower seeds, but I didn't know about that until mm. years later. That's funny. Yeah. They're just pushing sunflower seeds on you. You're like, okay, I yeah. guess <laughs> we're all eating sunflower of, seeds. Well, I mean, yeah, just because they were there. I, when you were a kid, you just put yeah, snacks for sure. in your mouth yeah. right. like, constantly. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, there's a fun fact about tobacco and the um, ma- major league baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, Shia really thought he was gonna get a coke at this one scene when <laughs> <laughs> Mister <laughs> Sir is like handing cokes to the police officer. He's like, "Oh shit!" And Mister Sir's like, "Boy, you funny. You really not gonna thought. lie. I probably would be, you know, the same way in that scenario. You thought you were about to reach out for I'm a just, coke, bro. Yeah, I'm too very. There natural. are so many times that someone is. It looks like someone is trying to like do something for you or do something with you or whatever, and then it's just not the case. Yeah, <laughs> when they wave, when they're waving at the person behind you instead of waving at you. Yeah, you're like the you're like the irrelevant person in the scenario. <laughs> I personally am the irrelevant person. No, in I'm the talking. I'm talking about in that in that this particular scenario that you're that you wave at the person or you smile at the person that's not smiling at you you're reaching for the coke that's not yours anyways Shia LaBeouf's in jail for 18 months because he was framed Mr. Sue explains that they're free to run they can go if they want but they're like they're gonna die in the desert they're the only water for 100 miles so that's not gonna be a great idea so don't do that (laughs) so don't do that then my boy Buster Scruggs shows up from the ballad of Buster Scruggs I think his name is Blake T. Nelson. Who's this? Is that the guy with the, Do- the doctor? doctor? That the doctor. Mm. He's the worst psychologist uh, ever. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. And they call him mom for some fucking reason. <laughs> that's hilarious. I think that's so funny. He he says something about Barf Bag being in the hospital still, but basically Barf Bag died. I don't. I can't. He didn't just die. Gonna... He's over here Bro. recovering from his sting. It's like I'm about to Google it right now. I feel like if Talk they would have yourself, I feel the like whole extended universe. Where is Barfbag now? <laughs> the Barfbag dead in a pauper's grave somewhere in Jakku. I feel like um, if he would have died, they would have like used that against them. He would have like tried to make that like a scary story. Like, don't you know? Don't yeah. mess up, or you're exactly. gonna die. They they really didn't like um, go into detail. Not necessarily go into detail. They really just did not go into any sort of explanation about about Barfbag dying. Yeah, I feel like it would have been a big like, deal. False hope if I feel like everybody lying, you know? everybody else would have known about it too. Like everyone else is always just like blabbering about shit and and just throwing stuff out there. I feel like his death would have been uh, like a thing. Like, oh yeah, the last one died. Right. Yeah, exactly. So they wouldn't try to sugarcoat it by saying like, yeah. oh yeah, he's okay in the hospital. They wouldn't lie just to make them feel better. Saying that kind he of way. He did not die. Boom. Barf. Oh, oh god, Jesus. <laughs> Barfag was sent to a hospital to be treated for his bite. And he never returned to Camp Green Lake. What happened to him after that is he ran away from the hospital and recovered. But it is unknown how he escaped from the hospital. In Stanley Young's Guide to Surviving, which is a different book, it is hinted that Bart Bag has survived Camp Green Lake. Whoa. Well, so I he ran away from the hospital, too? I guess there's yeah. a... Was it a series of books? I get, Yeah. The, there's a book after the... I'll talk about it later. But there's a book after this book that's about armpit and x-ray getting out of uh, Camp Green Lake and going oh, home. Back to the real world. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, I actually want to kind of want to read that. That sounds fun. Not fun, but it sounds like a good read. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Well, it'd be kind of like, not like a what happens after, because they already showed all the other kids getting out of camp Green Lake, because they're all hanging out at Stanley Yelnats' mansion in the end of the movie. Right. So it's like a little that, side story. I think that story. all came out after the, at, before the second book, though, so I think, like, what actually happened might be different than just that little snippet we saw. Oh, true. Yeah, that snippet probably took place much, like, later anyway. Or, like, right when they got out or something. Yeah. Pool party. Let's celebrate all the rest of the guys getting out. Stanley gets an intro to the boys uh, from D-Tent, and uh, we learn about their nicknames, like X-Ray, Magnet, Zigzag, Armpit, all these fun little things. Um, We find a little boy named Zero. We find out he doesn't say shit. Armpit's name is not Theodore. These are other things we've learned, but it actually is Theodore. Mm. Stanley is at a table with the boys, and they're eating some grub, and he's telling the story of why he got arrested. And he says something about the shoes that were thrown onto him, and Zero, for the first time since anybody has been there, speaks up and says, yo, they had red X's on them? And then everybody freaks out because Zero's never spoken before. And then Stanley's like, "Uh, yeah, they did have red X's on them. Guys got nothing to say about that? They got some red X's. They sure did. It's just funny Great, because he don't know how to read, but he knows what an X is. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just joshing. He knows uh, what an X is. I mean, no, that's true. If he doesn't know letters, then he wouldn't know. I mean, unless, I mean, an X is, is an X. You know what I mean? Like, you could see an X anywhere. Or you could hear about an X. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You could play PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> you play I think Xbox. PlayStation requires a lot of reading. You can play Xbox. The second you turn on a game, know. it says continue, new game, and you're like, That's what are these? True. All you got to do is click on the true. X. That's true. Wait, Xbox is different. You don't click on the X in Xbox, right? No, you click. No, is they it actually a? have letters. They have letters. Yeah. It has an A. a B, is a, B, X, X not a letter? There isn't, no, there isn't. There isn't. No, but there, there is on the X PlayStation. Square. Isn't an X. It's a it's a um cross. <laughs> oh, so these are all shapes. Symbol. Yeah, these are all shapes, shapes not but letters. The, but the Xbox controller is all letters. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we get a fla- <laughs> It's nighttime and everybody's sleeping, and we get a nice little flashback to Shia LaBeouf's ancestor who got robbed by kissing Kate Barlow. That's it, and it was this actor that played um Stanley Yelnats the first looked just like Henry Winkler. And Shia LaBeouf, if they were put together, that was like it perfect was casting. It was uncanny, like, uncanny. You could be like, "Oh, that was uh, Shia LaBeouf's real dad who filled in for yeah. this role," and I'd be yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, I see it." Speaking of Shia LaBeouf's real dad, are you? Did you have you guys seen that Shia LaBeouf movie that he made about his life and he plays his dad? No, I heard about it though. I haven't seen it either, but I, yeah, I also heard about it. I heard it's like really intense and emotional. Looks looks really good. Hey, they've been doing some good stuff. I wanted to watch the Peanut Butter Falcon. It looked really heartwarming and good. Peanut Butter Falcon. It's like the it's like the most recent movie he's done. Oh. Hmm. Peanut Butter so Falcon. So, Stanley starts to cry because he's getting bullied. Uh, and then we get a flash to back to why they have such shitty luck. Basically, the story is a hot chick. Um, Stanley Yelnitz's ancestor wants to marry this lady. And then he goes and asks this dude for his wa- his daughter's wife. I mean, his, da- <laughs> his, da- <laughs> his daughter's wife. He goes and asks this dude for his daughter's hands of mar- hand, both of her hands. Asks for <laughs> <laughs> he goes and asks this man for his daughter's hand in marriage. <laughs> for her hands. <laughs> and the guy said, 
the guy said, well, what are you going to offer me? He's like, um, a heart full of love. And then the guy's like, this guy already offered a pig. And he goes, oh, shit. So then he goes to talk to, to the fortune te- teller, Madam Macaroni Zeroni. Madam Zeroni. Madam Zeroni. And she says, okay, okay, here's what you're going to do. Take that little bitch pig right there, right? The smallest one you can see in this little pit of pigs that I have here next to me. Carry him on your back. On your back. This is very important. Carry him on your back to the mountain singing this song. And then she sings a song. Water, gleam, and glow. <laughs> let you oh, yep. sorry. Wait. That's not it. That's not it. She sings, um, <laughs> um, God on high. No, no, no. Wait, what does she sing? She sings um, Woodpecker, Woodpecker, something. Something about Woodpecker, something about wolves. Bring me a dream. Tell me a tale. Scheme me a scheme. I don't know what she sings. <laughs> oh, my God. She sings some know. song. <laughs> it's a lullaby. Song. I have a dream. I had a dream. She sings <laughs> a bunch of different songs. And then uh, once he's, and then take him to the top of the mountain while you're singing that song. Make him drink while you sing again, and then take him back down. The thing is going to get bigger. You're going to get stronger. We're going to fuck. I mean, then you carry me up the mountain. No. And then we're going to fuck. And then we're going to fuck. Surrounded by onions. Tell me what's next, onion sex. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what's next, onion sex. I like onion. it. Um, onion. 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 So he does all that. He goes back to the dude. He has a big, fat pig. And then the girl is given the the decision to decide because the pigs are the same weight oh and God. she has a hard time deciding and he Stop. gets heartbroken this by is this. like the worst moment ever this is the worst yeah. he comes it up is. and he's like hey i've got my pig are you gonna take it and the dad's like hmm i don't know i'll let the daughter decide because it's funny yeah. that he's letting the daughter decide now because yeah. at first he was like nah he already offered me a pig what you got yeah and then he's this daughter to do a bargain she's like let me just be a dumb bitch and not know who i want and then get stuck with the guy that i guess i don't necessarily want but i couldn't decide yeah because she was like i don't well i don't know which pig weighs more and then he's like well they weigh the same and she says like a fun little game for her well she was like oh well i don't know what to do blue 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 and then it's like i'm thinking of a number between one and ten and she's just gonna let chance decide for her and yet when the guy's like well whatever i'm I'm not sticking around for this and he walks away she gets like the ugliest look she's like oh i don't want this old dude Mm -hmm. that part was just so weird yeah, well. I don't know what to tell you, man. So he leaves and he gets on a boat and goes to America um, to try and find Madame Zeroni's son, Sam, or to 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 find the same um, good things that she has found or that he has found in his life. Um, and he forgets to carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain and let her drink from the river as well. So basically that curses Stanley's family for the rest of their life. I wonder what Madame Zeroni did. At that point, she was just sitting there like, well, I guess I'm not going up this damn mountain. <laughs> she died she of thirst. Her pi- she was smoking her pipe really ferociously. Do you remember that? She was like, yeah. <laughs> Unless she found somebody else to carry her up. But that's like maybe, a different story. Maybe she did. Maybe she had like separate dudes doing this side quest. Separate bounties. Like, like whoever. Yeah. Whoever shows up for this. for Whoever does it, you know. Yeah. Mm. I guess the prize. Wow. Anyways, we get to see a little town that used to be Camp Green Lake. It's on this beautiful lake. And then the guy from Psych is here. He's selling onions. Um, the fuck is this? What's going on? Why is he selling onions on this little cart? It's really weird. Uh, everyone, th- Justin was like, oh, it's, or Louis was like, he's a con man. 
but in fact the onions are actually magic onions mm-hmm. magical sweet onions magic onions so i was fucking wrong well, I guess so. Wrong. I mean, I thought he was a con man too, because at first he was selling some guy some magical hair elixir, and I'm like, girl. It's, but it's all made out of the onions, and this is the thing. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he didn't just give him a jar of mashed onions, but I am saying that these particular onions, because this man is not a swindling man, will will grow his hair. Like it is undeniable that 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 will happen. Because Sam is such a good man. You know what I mean? He yes. wouldn't con people, so that means that his shtick must be real. I guess exactly. so. I don't think he would con them knowingly, but, I mean, all you got from that is, like, sweet onions. I don't know if yeah. they're magic or not. But I know? don't think he'll just, like, tell him, oh, this is going to work for your hair without having maybe tried it before. Exactly. I mean, he, unless That's he's, like, what I'm a saying. complete con man. Or but. he really is magic, like his like his mother, and he, like, did, did some voodoo on it, and now it can do that. Because right. also his... His lizard juice or his onion juice is like poisonous to the lizards. The lizards don't like the onion juice. Oh, uh, now I get why they didn't get bit in the end. It all just clicked for me. They've they been eating the onions because they, they were onions. on God's thumb. Ooh, okay, gotcha. Okay, look at you. Okay, so anyways, anyways, um, Sam has this really cute white girl that he's got a crush on uh, named Kate, and she's really cute and they have a nice little relationship adorable and they traded peaches for onion it's a classic trade you see it all the time peaches Peaches for for onions onions. that's an expression i will trade you two peaches for your two onions i hear that apples and oranges it's it's peaches and onions you know Mm -hmm. you know like you you buy a beer and someone goes hey i'll get you some peaches for that onion you know there you go (laughs) so uh tomato tomato anyways there's some rough and there's some rough and tough going on with shia labeouf rough and tough with the booth and rough and tough with the buff and Roof and Tooth with the Labouf. And basically, everyone in the detent is, like, ready to defend him. And Zero, like, grabs a billiard ball and is, like, ready to kill somebody. And then they all circle around the pool table. And they all go, yo, nobody fucks with Caveman, okay? Yeah, well, Nobody fucks fucking, with Caveman. It was so dumb Shia- because they literally, like, pushed... Whoever was on the on the end, I think it was probably X-Ray. He literally pushed him into that douchebag. And then no, everything... No, it was somebody else. It wasn't X-Ray. It was somebody in that table... Either way, this is the so. only moment yeah, in the movie where he, they have his he, back. The reason why he like fell onto that... Who was the guy that he was... Yeah, somebody pushed him, but Hector... Then, but it wasn't anybody from the... Um, from it was from D-10. that pool table. No, it wasn't anybody from Detent. Somebody did push him, though, but it wasn't anybody from Detent, is all I'm saying. Okay, continue. So, <laughs> anyways... They're all saying, like, you know, nobody messes with Caveman, nobody messes with Caveman, and Shia LaBeouf's like, yeah, I don't want to mess with anybody. And they all walk away, and they're like, come on, Caveman, you coming? He goes, oh, shit, wait, I'm... I'm motherfucking caveman. I'm with the big dogs. <laughs> I'm playing with the big dogs now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little confused in that part because I didn't know they were talking about him, caveman. I thought they were talking about the other guy, and I was also confused on why they had his back at that point because up until then they had been nothing but mean, yeah, trying to ha- steal his stuff. Trying it literally to push him around. took two seconds from one of the well, one of the random gonna... guys to like shove him and then be like, you know what? No, fuck that. You're with us. If it, yeah. If anybody's going to fuck with caveman, D-Tent's going to fuck with caveman. And then ev- everything after that also, they didn't like do any sort of kindness to him after that. They had his back for that so moment. And it was like on that, and off. They still mess with him. It was like, like I said, on and it, off. They're his to fuck with, not anybody else's to fuck with. I yes. mean, he's theirs to fuck with. That's what I meant to say. Okay, okay. I see not, it. Not everybody else's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, friends with benefits. <laughs> so... <laughs> So they're in a circle with the fake doctor, and we get to learn why some of them are in there. Um, basically, 
I think his name is Magnet, is in there because he stole a puppy. Oh, yeah, 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 Magnet. Yeah, I think it was Magnet. He's a small little he's Hispanic boy. He stole a puppy because they were selling it for $1,000, and that's just like robbery. And they sell, they keep him in these little cages. It was very just. It was a just moment. And then I didn't make a note for a really long time. It says, damn, a lot of shit happened since the last time I made a note. There's a kissing Carl. There's a kissing Kate Barlow music video. That's Ooh, pretty that was nice. Cute. That was yeah, like a little country mm, music video. Yeah, that narrated was, that by was Kelly Clarkson herself. Times. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I don't know, some country singer, but it was cute. <laughs> it was a good time. It was something about enduring and surviving. It was cute. Magnet steals Mr. Sir's sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds, and uh, Stanley is taken to the warden's house where the old wanted posters and newspapers are there, and he's all like, oh, KB stands for Kissing Kate Barlow. Mm-hmm. That's that when he starts sense. putting it all together. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sigourney asks Stanley to grab her box of nail polish and mentions that it has rattlesnake venom, oh, and Sigourney. then she slashes Mr. Sir in the face. I just want to say, when she walked into this movie, it was a breath of fresh air. It was. Mm-hmm. It I really love me was. some Sigourney. I know she was going to yeah. be like some evil mastermind because she came out way too nice, way too strong. She was like, wait a minute. Get these boys some water. They over here working so hard. I'm like, Mm-mm, this ain't gonna last. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. After Stanley gets back to the holes where everyone's digging, he finds that Zero has dug like all of his hole because he didn't steal the sunflower seeds and Zero wanted to be nice. That was nice. Yeah. So Stanley decides that he's gonna teach Zero to read and write, which is nice. We also f- we while during one of their lessons, we find out that Zero's mom left and never came back. Super sad. sad. Very. And he does not know how to read. Mm-mm, he does not. We're in the present now, and uh, Pendensky, the doctor, uh, after a fight that breaks out between all the boys where Zero almost chokes some kid dude out, he mocks Zero, and then uh, Zero hits him in the fucking face with a shovel, and he that runs. That was so earned. I felt so yeah. great about that moment. I mean, everything. Yeah, Buster Scruggs really deserved that shit. Busted Scruggs. Everything up until that point only like proves my point more that everybody is such an asshole to Stanley Yonas, yet they're, they're all yeah. still considered his friends. Like Zigzag was like getting on him about Zero digging all his holes for him. He was like, oh, must be nice to have a little slave. How about he dig my holes and I give yeah. you this graham cracker? And he was like, nah, dude, like just keep your food. I'm fine. And he was like, I said, take it. And he like shoves the graham cracker in his face. I was yeah. like, so oh, girl. Fight breaks out and Zero's like, my boy is not going down like that. I'm gonna choke this dude out. I'm gonna yes. knock his lights out. He was ready to Zero's kill Zero's a little boy. scrapper. He he's he fucking. Is. He was ready for it. He was yeah. so ready. But it's I like nobody's fucking. It's nobody's fucking business whose hole he's digging. Like I get it. That's you know what I mean? Saying. I get that it's annoying. That's what I'm saying. As long as there's seven holes, who cares? There's still the same number of holes. Same shit's getting digged up. You're fine. Exactly. Zero's digging his hole. He's helping him with his hole. Two people, two holes. Who cares? But they never established that that Stanley was helping Zero with his holes. No, they didn't. They just made it seem like Zero was just digging all day yeah. while Stanley just sits around yeah, and does nothing. Yeah, basically. Right. Like a day goes by and Stanley's looking out on the desert and he's thinking about Hector. And he sees that the bus comes with a new kid. And the new kid, his name's Twitch. Mm. Apparently this new <laughs> kid... Used to ju- used to do joy rides and cars and shit. So he sees a he sees a car he likes and he can't help but twitch. So I think what the movie is implying is that Twitch taught Stanley how to drive to an extent, and then oh. and then Stanley steals the water truck to try and drive to find Hector, but instead he crashes into a hole. He gets out, he runs, and he ends up finding Zero. He's okay, and he's under this boat that was overturned from when it was still a lake. Yeah, the Mary Lou. But it's funny Mary because Lou. I thought I thought Twitch was gonna 
um, steal the car because like once he started getting near, he started twitching. He started doing this thing, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna use Twitch now. He's gonna be our accomplice." Mm. But then Shia just stole it all by himself. But I guess you're right. He like taught him off screen how to steal a car. Yeah, Twitch to was too it. fresh. He was too new, like yeah. to the to to be thrown into that situation. Yeah, he was gonna be part of our main like trio now for the rest of the movie. I want to say that there was scenes cut out or something. I feel like I remember Twitch driving the car at one point. I felt like but. he should have had a little bit of a bigger role stealing the car, you know? Like, oh, don't yeah. don't forget, it's the second gear on the right or something like that. Yeah. But he really was just like, drive, he just, go! He just, sh- he just shouted, like, yeah, put it in gear, go. Yeah, that's it. Stanley's like, we should go back to the camp. Hector's like, no, nah, I'm not going back, bro. And they're sitting outside, they're drinking some sploosh, and they see God's thumb. So they're like, my great-great-grandfather survived by going to God's thumb and, and, and hanging out up there for a little bit, so let's go. So they go... To God's thumb, they barely make it to the top, and they find all these amazing field of onions Yum. and a source of hot water. Hot fudge sundays. Straight they reg- hot fudge mm-hmm. sundae. A straight up hot fudge sundae, and then they regain their strength. And at the same time, Stanley is unknowingly fulfilling his ancestor's promise to the fortune teller, Madame Zeroni. He breaks the curse because he carried Hector Zeroni up the mountain, and then they drank from the water and ate the onions. Yeah, and he also sang the song, I guess, just because he felt like singing. Right, yeah, and, and, he's, and he, like, <laughs> like passed out singing the song. Oh, he, he sang the song, delirious. and they just consumed that magic. Consumed the onions. I don't know what a sweet onion tastes like, but I've never bitten into a whole onion, like, eaten, like, an apple. Yeah, I don't like onions, so... They're just apples in the movie, so I'm just going to assume it tastes like an apple, but I can't, I like, I can't get there to a sweet <laughs> onion in my head. You know what Trying I mean? Trying to, like, get me to eat an onion I, th- I feel like i would have to be in that exact scenario to like really be like yeah like onions dead, like dying that. in the D- desert yeah, dying. <laughs> yeah. then i'll like take a huge a- chomp out of an onion hell I yeah know, i know people that I, mean, I don't know people but i've seen like stories of people that do eat onions like straight up and i'm like that's disgusting i'll eat those little onions that are like pickled like the little pickled onions you know what i'm talking the about the ones that come in like a jar or something yeah they're like really small mm I do like a cooked onion because cooked onions is not as much of like the stingy kind of like bitter taste. I'm going to find those little onions and we're going to eat them because it's like they're just like little pickles. They're just like chomping on a pickle. Oh, you mean like the ones that they have like a like a hot dog place? Like if you're going to scoop onions onto your thing? No, it's really it's it's literally just a minute. It's like an onion that they shrunk to the size of a grape. Hmm. Oh, what? Mm, a mini yeah. onion? Plop the whole thing in your mouth? I love me some green onions. Give me a pair of scissors and just snip, snip, snip. Put snip, that on the pickled, snip, Pickled pearl onions. Look that pickled up. Pickled pearl? Cocktail. Cocktail onions. Whoa. They're just I've like these little never sour never seen these before. Balls. They're mini onions. Wow. And you just pop the whole thing in your mouth. You work at a bar. That's, that's strange to me. What the no, fuck do you put onions on? Do you put olives? No, you, you put, put them put in a drink. On things. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same thing. So while they're camping on the mountain, Hector tells Stanley that he stole Livingston sneakers and chucked them over the bridge to evade the police, and accidentally sending Stanley to Camp Green Lake. Stanley's like, "Yo, honestly though, I know where there's fucking treasure. Let's go back to camp." So they go back to camp. Stanley and Hector investigate the hole where Stanley found lipstick, and they discover a chest before they're dis- before they're discovered by. Okay, so they go back to camp. Stanley and Hector. So they go back to camp. <laughs> Shit. So they go back to camp. And <laughs> st- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop. So they go back to camp, and Stanley and Hector investigate the hole where Stanley found the lipstick, um, and they find this chest. Right when they find the chest, they're discovered by um, Sigourney Weaver, Mr. Sir, and Dr. Podansky. They were fucking waiting for them at the door. Mm-hmm, basically. They soon realize that, that uh, 
Sigourney Weaver is a descendant of her family from back in the day is using the inmates to search for the treasure. The adults are unable to steal the chest from the boys as the hole is swarmed by lizards, passive to Stanley and Hector due to the onions they ate earlier. Onion As Justin power. pointed out, the onion power swarded them off because they were all sweaty. The adults decided to wait for the morning when the lizards will retreat to the shade. But luckily for them, the next morning, the Attorney General and Stanley's lawyer arrive, accompanied yes, by police girl. officers. They're yes. real heroes of this story. Mm-hmm. The only ones who are checking out on this suspicious, sketchy-ass camp in the middle of nowhere. Thank you, social workers. This whole so. like this whole situation just sounds like this wouldn't fly in today's day and age. I remember would, who she plays. Um, the 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 lawyer that who was it? Her um, Stanley's attorney. Uh huh. She plays Detective Tanner in Pretty Little Liars. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh. We can continue because you guys don't detective. you guys don't know who that is. But wow. no idea. But she. Be, I mean, Tanner. to anyone who's listening who watches. Or has watched Pretty Little Liars oh, in the PLLers. past. You know exactly who Detective Tanner is, so you're welcome. All right, continue. Love oh, you. My PLLers yeah. out there. From <laughs> oh, my PLLers. I guess they would be called liars, right? My little liars. To all my pretty little liars out there. So the chest that Stanley found is actually discovered to be belonging to his great grandfather before it was stolen by Mrs. Kate Barlow. Mr. Sir is then revealed to be a paroled criminal named Marion Savillo. And Podansky, who is a criminal impersonating a doctor, are arrested. Stanley and Zero are released, and it rains in, Grand, in Camp Greenlake for the first time in over 100 years. The Yelnats family claims ownership of the chest, which contains jewels, deeds, and promissory notes, which they share with Hector, who uses it to hire private investigators to locate his missing mother, and both families live a life of financial ease as neighbors. So this movie took a really long time to them be summed up in like three seconds. Honestly. Yeah, it's that's so it. That's the it, end of the movie. It's so crazy to to think about this whole time they're looking for this treasure. But like in the very beginning, they had shown us that she has um, Kate Barlow stole the treasure from the. Stanley, I was gonna say, exactly. gonna say with Wiki, but that's <laughs> that's Transformers. That's <laughs> <laughs> another ancestry thing. Uh, yeah, but like no, uh, Mister Great Great Yelnats. Yeah, like, Jonas and that's first. that that explains the whole name on the chest, and it's something that you know. Once in in the end, you know, you don't think about the whole throughout the whole movie that it's gonna have his name on it, that it belonged to him because she stole it. I mean, that whole treasure kind of like gets forgotten about. I feel like throughout the movie, they're just trying to find anything. Right. Yeah. For most of the movie, you don't even know what you're looking for. Yeah, they're just digging. Like they really are just digging to build character, but we find out later. Nope, they're digging to find some treasure. It's mm-hmm. so crazy that, like, you, in that little, like, camera shot in the beginning, you see all those thousands of holes, like, all this mm-hmm. gigantic land swept with holes, and Shia LaBeouf yeah. comes in and, bonk, first try, it's in his hole. Yeah. Exactly. He exactly. didn't even eat, he didn't even, like, eat the onions yet at that point. He, no. It was, like, two, it was, like, his second hole dug. Like. He don't have the magic sauce yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, he, like, the second that he was done with that particular hole, he just... I mean, he he remembered to come back to it, yeah, but like they just could, they there. just like stop and then jump to another hole. Yeah, it really was his first hole. He got it on the first try. No, was it, it the first one? First ho- no, it wasn't his first hole, but it, it was, was like, like one of the first ones, I guess. No, Whenever he found like, the bullet, I would say like I would say like like under ten holes, probably. Yeah, I guess you're right. It, it yeah, they don't show every hole. He found, hole he they found the fossil first, and that was after like five or six days. 
That's true. So. It's just crazy that out of all these like hundreds of years of digging, it's Stanley Yelnat who comes and finds the yeah, treasure. Yeah, exactly. Sigourney was digging with her grandfather for decades. That's the magic. Yeah. That's the magic. That's, That's the, magic. the magic of the sweet onion. That's the fact so. that they were not supposed to get it because they were the... Like her family was the assholes that made that cursed the land in the first place. True. Yeah. The day that that Sam died, it stopped raining. Yep. Which is crazy. That's a whole other curse on its own. Doesn't have to do with Zeroni or the Yelnats. They just made their own I mean, little it, curse right there. It does have to do with Zeroni because it's Sam Zeroni that died. But yeah. But, but hey, what? Hey, I said it's what? I said it's Sam Zeroni that died. Oh, I thought it cut out. It sounded like you were still talking. Nope, that's it. So, anyways, this movie <laughs> stars some people. It's got Sigourney Weaver in it. She's Sigourney. in. She's the she's the warden. She's in the Alien franchise. She's in yes. the Avatar franchise. She's in Ghostbusters. She's in a bunch of shit. She's Sigourney Weaver. She's in everything, John. and we love her. We, we want her, her to continue to just do everything for the rest we of stand. time. We stand. Sigourney. We stand for the Weaver. Stand the Weaver. Don't fear the Weaver. Oh my John God! Voight. Was I, is it weird that I was thinking about that too? <laughs> Whoa, we're what on a wavelength, that? babe. They have because I was thinking about Supernatural because they have like a whole uh, "Don't fear the Reaper" um, oh. thing in Supernatural. Don't fear mm. the Reaper. Anyways, John Voight plays Mister Sir. He's a national treasure. He's famous for being Angelina Jolie's dad and for other things. Um, Tim Blake Nelson's in the movie. He's Dr. Podansky. He's in The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. He's in Kimmy Schmidt. He's in a bunch of other shit. He's in Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Scooby Unleashed. Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters <laughs> Unleashed. <laughs> He's the Shia bad LaBeouf guy. Shia is in this movie. He plays Stanley. He is in Transformers. He's in Even Stevens. He's in a bunch of shit. Come on, it's fucking Shia LaBeouf. Come on, LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Um, there's a lot of people in this movie that I actually didn't think about, but I feel like they're everywhere. So here's some honorable mentions. We got Cleo Thomas. He plays Zero. He's on TikTok now. He's hot. Okay. <laughs> we got Sivan Hogan. She plays Stanley's mom. She's the one that was in all those stuff that you guys were saying earlier. Yeah. Um, we got Henry Wrinkler as Stanley's dad. We got Rick Foss from He's Sweet Feet Livingston. He's in a few episodes of I Were You. I tried to get Justin to remember that, but he couldn't. Um, Why are you going to put me on blast like that? Because you suck ass. We got Eartha Kitt. It's like the, he's like the only famous, famous, famous guest that they've had. It's like he's a really famous guest. guest you think I know but he's very famous. You talking about the and really old guy, Rick Fox? Oh no, you're yeah. talking about. Sorry, at the because you were going in the order of the family, and and then you kind of like switched over to yeah. him, and I, I was know. just like, oh, is that the grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> um, Eartha Kitt, played by Madame Zer- er, Eartha Kitt, played by Madame Zeroni. <laughs> <laughs> Madame Zeroni, played by Eartha Kitt. Oh, um, dual hill plays Sam. He's in Psych and stuff. Patricia Arquette is kissing Kate Barlow. She was in this really intense movie. I was trying to talk to this babe about this movie. Um, I don't know, a couple months ago or something. It's called Stigmata, and I don't know if you've seen it, Ryan. But in that movie, she basically gets um, she gets cursed or something, oh, and she starts. Yeah, and she starts experiencing um, everything that Jesus Christ went through as he was oh, getting ready to be oh, crucified. You were telling fuck? me about that. That's fucking wild. Yeah, so she's just that like living in like, I, I don't know, it's like late 90s, early 2000s, New York or something. 
And then she starts, I think she works like a, in like a hair salon or something. She and starts then, bleeding from the head or and something. And then she starts like experiencing different things. Like she starts getting like whips like oh all over her God. body. Oh my God. I know. You the guys should watch that movie. And everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's wow. a whole thing. Is this like a That's like scary. an intense like drama suspense type yes. of serious movie? Yes. But I, I, it's from the early 2000s or the late 90s. So like it's a very particular oh. style of movie. It's very kind of like... It has like a 90s grunge vibe to it. It's very oh. like like intense. I don't know. It would be very fun to watch. Very flannel and alternative. It's just, I don't even know how to explain it. I just, flannel I, alternative wasn't good? No. Okay. <laughs> it was more of like, like I don't know. I'll, I'll have to show you. I want to see it because that sounds like the type of movie that it just gets wacky at the end. Like she starts growing mm. some hair, she starts growing some chest hair. She turns into Jesus. I mean, it's <laughs> she does not <laughs> turn into Jesus, but but I, I can see how that you know would be a thing. Like I don't like what's the explanation to that? Why is she feeling like Jesus? Like there's got to be some sort of magic or curse. So I would oh. I would just love to yeah. dive into that movie. I'm sure it takes itself oh. very seriously. Oh, secret of the Jesus, secret life um, of Jesus Christ, secret life of Jesus Christ. So now that we've gone through everybody, they're pretty much everybody that's movie stars, except for all the people that are in D tent that I didn't name. Um, that brings us to our I can't really third degree this. quiz show. I'm your host Ryan Diaz. I'm joined today. Uh, come on down from the audience. You two, you two right there. What, what are your oh, What are your oh, names? Uh, okay, uh, hold on. Let me go down these stairs. Come on down the stairs. I know they're very long stairs. Okay, I think we're here. No, wait, there's like five more steps. Wait, oh, come on down. <laughs> come all the way to the stage. You're like, all okay. the way to the stage. I'm almost there. Okay. I'm coming. Oh, okay, here we are. Come, I am all baby Jay. Come up. Okay. Now oh, come up these stairs. Wait, up. we're going. Now I have to go up? Okay. You got to go down those stairs and up these stairs onto the stage. Here we go. One, I'm still two, outside three, the building. Four, okay. okay, great. Thank you. Okay, awesome. Now, what are your names? I am baby Jay. I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> oh, baby Jay from Minnesota. Sorry, okay, I got to smoke and his love. And and what's your name, uh, my sir? Name is, my name is Louie. I come from the islands. <laughs> wow, you guys only give the same accent, but one's from Minnesota <laughs> and one's from the we've islands. We've been smoking for a while, all right? We met up in yeah, the Yeah, we've been smoking for years. <laughs> for years. All right, the well, islands. well, Louie and Baby J, uh, do, do we know how this game works? If you don't, here's how it does. I'm going to take a subject, uh, this subject being... The movie Holes. We're going to walk three degrees away from that through links and other movies, and then I'm going to ask you a question, and you will have to answer it. I get to make a prediction. I think they will not be able to answer this question. Matt, put my prediction up on the screen for me, please. Thank you. All right, here we go. And are you ready for your question? Ready. Born ready. Okay. The movie Holes stars Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney. who Who is in the movie Cabin in the Woods. Cabin with in the woods. I've seen another that actor one. named Richard Jenkins. Oh, Richard Jenkins is in the movie Step Brothers. Now, before you do anything, you are not allowed to Google anything or I know who that is. Name or pictures or anything. Great. What is Richard Jenkins' name in Step Brothers? Who's Richard Jenkins? Uh. Who's Richard Jenkins? He's the dad. Ah. Uh. But I don't know his name because I don't remember anybody's name in that movie. Unfortunately. I want to say, sorry, I dropped the voice for a second. I, I was going to say Walter, but that's... Walter, <laughs> that's, that sounds right, though. That could be his name, because that's such a basic name that they use in movies. Mm, I Walter. feel like they get into like a fight at one point, the dad and the kids, and it's like a really awkward fight, but the mom's like, stop! 
stop, Walter, please. Oh my God, it's yeah. the same I think mom. It is Walter. No, it could be no. because no, the mom, the mom that's in that movie is the same mom from Elf, and her husband and in that movie Walter. is Walter. Okay, that's what we're thinking of. Because they okay, also Marty, do like some weird. Marty, stuff. go ahead and put thirty seconds on the clock. Oh God, Frank, we really got it on okay, this one. Okay, okay. Um, Who's Frank? It was Max, right? Oh, am I Frank? Are you Frank? Who's oh, Frank? Morty. What's your name again? What's I always forget. <laughs> I always forget. It's Lowey. On the clock. Uh, um, I don't remember anybody's Damn. name in this like movie. Still, like something super simple, you know. Uh, I'm gonna say Walter, Walter. I'm just gonna say Walter. I'm gonna say Phil. I'm gonna go I with my know. tit on this one. Phil is my final answer. <laughs> it's not okay. Phil. And the winner is the host. He is the dad. You did get that right, but his name is Robert Doback. You guys are very close with Robert. Robert. Do I get a half a Robert point? Robert Walter. I will give you, Louis. I will give you three points, three full <gasps> points. Justin I'm sorry. Justin gets negative yes. two points. You took points away. No, he and gave me that your was points. The third degree quiz show. Ooh. Yes. That was a great episode. Me. Yes, I loved it. I love holes. I love holes. I love holes. I just love Any holes. holes. Anything that I can do around oh. holes with holes. Oh. It's just everything. All right. Uh, We're pushing The it. music We're pushing is it. by Joel McNeely. <laughs> Joel McNeely works with We're Seth pushing Parlet it into the holes. Disney a lot. Um, can you guys guess where this movie was filmed? If it wasn't Texas, it if has to be like Arizona. Yeah, if it wasn't Texas, I want to say maybe Nevada or New Mexico. She said something Mexico. about El Paso. Ooh, he was like, "Oh, you're from El Paso." Yeah, but Mr. they can just throw anything out there. I'm just gonna um, say Arizona. It I'm gonna say desert. New Mexico. New Mexico. Okay, Arizona, New Mexico, locked in. Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. Great. They filmed this in California in a place called Ridgecrest. Ridge Crest. Mm. Ridge I will have crest. to know that this system is rigged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I should I have tried. known it was California. I am once Close. again calling on you to unrig this system. This film was not shot in California. So this <laughs> movie is based on a book called Holes as well. Um, when they Holes were looking well. for a child actor to play Stanley Yelnats. Director Andrew Davis asked for a boy who was like a young Tom Hanks. Shia LaBeouf ended <laughs> up getting the role. What a description. What a description. He got his sense of the character by reading the film's script, and he go- went on to read the novel uh, after he got the role. And then LaBeouf was simultaneously doing work for Disney Channel's Even Stevens. So he would work on the role in the film after he would film his Even Stevens episode. That's wild. Yeah. In the original book, Stanley is depicted as being obese, and he sheds a lot of weight um, working out there in the fields or in the the, the dirt, I guess. Um, but wow. as the book progresses, or as the book progresses, but um, filmmakers chose to drop that aspect of the movie as it would have been d- too difficult to convincingly portray the loss of weight in a live-action film like that. Yeah, you'd have to get him in a fat suit for the first half of the movie and slowly take the pounds off or just do one giant time skip to regular Shia yeah. LaBeouf. Exactly, yeah. That's interesting. But I guess that's a sense of realism for the book. Because if you're out there in the desert just digging holes, yeah, you're going to lose some weight. So due to the excessive heat levels and strong climate in Ridgecrest, the actors went through physical training with a stunt guide in order to keep in shape for long periods of filming. Filming was a new experience for many of the child actors, particularly LaBeouf, who had never done filming in such an unpredictable unpredictable climate before. 
To show mm. the seven kids' holes being dug gradually throughout the day, different phases were used for each of which the seven holes were given for different levels of deepness. So does that make sense? So like they would the film seven. in one hole, and then when the scene gets farther along, they'd film in the deeper hole. So it looks like right. they dug more. Basically that, yeah. They just had like um, holes of different levels on standby. <laughs> That's funny. They were probably never actually 100% digging. They were just acting like they were digging. Acting. I'm sure they were. <laughs> they were just like, like, like digging long enough to have actually dug something though, because it would take takes and takes and takes and takes. Yeah. And takes, yeah. You know? But what I'm saying is that they probably have a whole team for the for like the preset of the holes. Like oh, they're actually in digging in the holes. Someone's yeah. coming in. Someone's coming they in got, and filling in that dirt that they just dug out. Every no, scene. I'm not talking about. They have like a whole desert to work with. Not saying that they're going to use the whole desert. They're they're really only like shooting in certain spots. But like I'm sure they have a team come in and like have the holes ready so that way they yeah. don't have to work as hard because yeah, they're not actually yeah. you know imprisoned. They're just actors. Right. Exactly. For the yellow spotted lizards, um, it was actually 14 bearded dragons that were used. Four of which were used for the main parts, uh, where they were actually painted on with, and then uh, the rest were used as background atmosphere lizards, which is cool, I guess. That's funny. Yeah, those lizards yeah. were wild, they especially were so the cute. first time they introduced them. It like jumped up on its hind legs and started sprinting in like a <laughs> crazy fashion. And then it got shot. Right. Yeah, and it was like um, a CGI run, so it was like it was almost like the Jedi run where they moved like too fast. It <laughs> looked like a blur. <laughs> Like that, that their their whole like even when they bit down on the uh, kissing Kate, that was like the most CGI I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because she was like shaking with like how much she was getting bit, but the lizard was not like moving with her shakes at all. Exactly. Yeah. There was somebody else who was thought of for the role. Do you guys want to take a guess who it is? Hmm. Let me see. I'm trying to think of like who was like popping at the time. Right. Big Shia LaBeouf energy. Big Shia LaBeouf energy. A little bit more calculated. Shia LaBeouf is a little more goofy. This guy's a little bit more calculated, but big. Oh, I'm big trying to think. Similar energies. Who was around like Disney Channel around that time? Mm-hmm. Or like child acting in general? Yeah. Was he? Was he Caucasian? Warm. He was Spanish. No, he was. He's, he was tan. Caucasian. No, he was Caucasian. Oh, I was warm, but I don't know if it was You're like a warm, warm to the person. Okay. All the things you've said so far are going in the right direction. Does he have the same kind of hair? Mm, yes. Is it? His head was is it bigger? Uh, his head is bigger. Yeah. Jason Long, <laughs> but he, maybe. But he is shorter. Who's Who's Jason that? Long. Who's Jason Long? Is that the right name? I think you're thinking of Justin Long, and no, Ju- I don't think. Is it Justin Long? You thinking of American Dragon Jake Long? No. Oh, okay. No, you're thinking I about think the guy from Justin Long. Accepted. Jeepers Creepers. Is Justin Long in Jeepers Creepers Adele? He is. Yes. He is. I don't know. That's the one person that I'm thinking about that can get extra, but no, it's probably not him because he was not yeah, as young. It's a, chi- it's a, uh, a child actor. Child actor. Child was actor. he on Disney Channel? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Everything you're saying is correct. I'm right thinking direction. of like who's someone that had his own show. Like even Stevens was all about Shia LaBeouf. <gasps> I don't had his know own if show. Had his own. He was. Uh, oh my God! Was it? No. That doesn't make any sense. Huh? I was gonna say Ricky Ullman from back from Phil of the Future, but no. he's not. He doesn't have the same energy. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's what I'll say. He was very Disney heavy, but only in the movies he made. The TV show that this child actor starred in was not a Disney Channel TV show. Was it Nickelodeon? No, it was not appropriate for children. Oh. But Justin oh. loves this show. 
Oh, oh, is it the two and a half men? Just Justin no. loves two and a half men, Louis. I don't know. I don't I'm thinking about that one kid from that movie, from that no, show. Justin, Justin absolutely loves this TV show. He used to watch it all the time. Is it a cartoon? It's not. It's live action. It's a family dynamic. There's three brothers, a fucked up dad. A Malcolm up in the mom. middle. It was Frankie Mal- Muniz. Oh, Frankie Muniz. Good yeah. one, babe. My mind was completely blank during all of I that. I didn't I watch that show. Wow, so. even when I was saying that it's something that you love? Yeah, I was like, what show do didn't I you love? love Mal- that was didn't like, you love Malcolm in the Middle? I used to watch it like every day before school. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mm. You used to watch the movie every day. I mean, that TV show Frankie Muniz. Oh. That'd be a whole different movie I feel like right all you have to do was say Three but Brothers. Is not, but is it not the kid. same vibe? Is it not the same vibe? Like, I can definitely see him playing this role because yeah. it, it's like on paper, they're the same. But like it's the little things. Like, it's like I just can't imagine him being as serious because Shia LaBeouf's character was so much make, more serious. They still make these dumb. They both make these dumb squinty faces um, when they're like like looking at something or being serious about something, you know? Or yeah. Like, or like making he's a joke usually about like something. like Frank Muniz's uh, character is always a type that like is smarter than the adults, so he'll like yeah. be in the wrong and be treated terribly. But then he's like got like some snarky comeback. Whereas yeah, Shia LaBeouf I mean. is like the that's innocent, meant, doe-eyed like, boy. Shia exactly. LaBeouf is a little bit more goofy, whereas Frankie, Frankie Muniz is a little more calculated. Yeah, yeah. that would be a whole You know what? Movie. Shia LaBeouf was the perfect choice. I could not imagine this movie with Frankie Muniz. Yeah. Agent I can't Cody imagine Banks. it with Frankie Muniz, but I do agree that Shia LaBeouf was the better choice. Like every time that the, the friends, quote-unquote friends, would like pick on him or like do something shady behind his back... Shia LaBeouf would look to the people and be like, you know what, forget it. Like, it was just me, guys. I stole the sunflower seeds. Frankie Muniz would be like, no, it was him. And then no one would listen to him because no one believes Frankie Muniz. That'd be like the dynamic going on. Okay, Hmm. boys. Our second to last little game. How much did this movie cost to make? Shia LaBeouf before he was famous, but we also got Sigourney. Yeah, Sigourney. Sigourney. Disney money. Disney money. At the same time, very practical. No, not a whole lot of special effects except for the lizards. The only thing that had the CGI was these dragons and some holes. <laughs> these imagined dragons. I'm going to go 25 <laughs> mil. 25? That's pretty low. Okay, that is pretty cool. low. That's cute. I, I mm. like it. I'm fine with it. Sounds good to me. Whatever. Mm. I'm going to say 45. Okay. Justin got took this one. It's 20 mil. Yay. Wow. wow on the I dot. Went over, if anything. Wait. What did you say? I said 25. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, look like a cheap movie. Not like cheap, like like raggedy, but like but like inexpensive. It was an inexpensive, inexpensive movie. Inexpensive, exactly. Okay. It's not a cheap movie. It's a very inexpensive movie. Inexpensive um, is the word. How much did she bring in? I don't remember this movie being out in theaters, but it must have because everyone has those holes posters in their bedroom. Like I feel like I've seen millions of those posters. Oh yeah, does like, everybody I don't remember have a it being poster of holes in their bedroom. I've seen like four of them in my life. I'm going to say 85 mil. I wanted to go for 100, but a little bit under. I'll say mm. 85. Mm, I'm going to go for 100. All right, then. Lock me in there. All right, Justin, you got close again. 71.4 mil. 71. Wow. You're doing great. Thank you. Okay, boys. Oh, that was the, by the way, that was the money mumble. Money mumble. Okay, anyways. It's okay. time <laughs> for the film rating. First of all, we have engagement. How did you guys, did you, were you guys engaged? How do you feel about that? Um, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I definitely was more engaged than watching it as a kid. Um, 
I'm gonna give her a nice even seven. Even Steven's <gasps> seven. Okay. I, I was, was gonna say an, I was gonna say an eight because it kept me ab- about as enthralled as National Treasure did. Mm. I would say I don't know. Like if I'm watching this by myself, just like watching it, I feel like National Treasure would have hooked me in more just because like, there's so much more exposition and background info going on. All right, Even I in this one, this we're to... keeping up a conversation while not missing any sort of info. You know. I want to take this to a uh, rating court. So. Um, I'm gonna object to that, honey. Objection. Rating court. Basically, let me just make a case for this real quick. So, this movie. Okay. So engagement is a really personal thing. You kind of have to gauge it off of your own, how you felt during the movie. But think about it, because like, like you just said, if you're watching it on your own, think about how differently you'd, you'd view it. All the little tidbits that you get here and there and like the stories that it tells in these A, B, and C plots that are actually weaved into one story, like that is, eh, I don't know. Maybe I am just making a case for the execution of the movie. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. So you mm-hmm. give it a seven? Because I did, I see what you're saying. I did like the B plot. Every time they flash back to Katie and Sam and all these like old people, it, it was very like perfectly timed within the movie. It like gave you the information you need just as you were like questioning it. But everything in the A plot, I'm not gonna say it was bad, but it was like a little bit less. I liked the flashbacks. I was like, ooh, all this backstory. But every time we flashed back to the camp, it was just like dry sun and digging holes and very okay, far and okay. few between things that happened. All right, babe, how did you what, what did you give it? Um I think I'm going to go ahead with an 8 because I felt like I was Yay. pretty engaged. All right. That's an 8. Delicious. I I I just I don't know. It was I I would not like sit down and watch this by myself because it's no. not that exciting. No. But the the, <laughs> the way that everything Well, I just I wouldn't. I'm being honest. I would okay, ju- okay, I would okay, sit okay. down and watch it with you guys. Um what I like about this movie is that you know, in the end, everything does connect in a way that I never really paid attention to before. Like, I never understood um, how it really kind of, like, pertain. maybe because I wasn't paying attention, but how it, like, pertained to, like, the whole concept of the magic onions. And that's mm-hmm. how they were able to, like, get to, you know, what they wanted. I, f- I don't know. It was fun. I had a good time. Okay. I give it an eight. I give it an eight. I All agree right. with you. I, I like the magic onions. I like how everything came together. But I think while we were split up telling A, B, and C, maybe A wasn't as strong as B or C. I do agree with that. I do, But I, I think it was just a more boring story to tell in general. Like there wasn't a lot of excitement because of the circumstances the story was told in. You know, it's like they're in a exactly. fucking desert. It's just dudes with a shovel. So, yeah, like inherently, I guess it's more boring. So. Yeah. All right. So I'll stick with my seven, but y'all two gave it an eight, so we're bumping it up to an eight. So execution, I think they executed the movie holes perfectly. I'm gonna give it a ten. You're gonna give it a ten? I give it a ten. Yeah, I think they jumped straight to ten. I think they executed it perfectly. I think there were there weren't any holes in the story, but there were some parts where I was like, "What just happened?" Like with that lady trying to decide what the the pig, and then she just guessed the number one through ten. Yeah, but that Mama's, uh, Mama Zeroni and like the, the the curse, like she didn't. He never married the girl, and she still had the curse. The Zeroni married the girl know. to get the curse. I'm not gonna say it's a ten, but I'm not gonna say it's below an eight. I think it was a very executed, well executed movie for what they were trying to do. Mm. But some parts were a little lacking. I'll go with an eight. What you say, babe? Um. 
I think I'll go with a with an eight as well. In the execution party. Okay, um, looks like an eight it is. No, no, no. I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine. Okay, I'll meet everybody in the middle. Let's all go nine then. <laughs> all right, nine it is. I'm fucking with I that. I was thinking about my reason for having for making it an eight, and then I was like, well, I like the whole kissing Kate Barlow. Everything that happened to her, you know, was very, I don't want to say relatable, but, like, you can, you can like, feel, you know, how that she's, like, hurt. Yeah. And, you know, her whole schoolhouse got destroyed. It really made me feel the romance building. So yeah. So that when he died and then she went on a, a, to be kissing Kate, I was, like, fully in. I was yeah. like, yeah, fuck her It's all. just that. Kill, that kill all the boys. This, this whole town of all these assholes that are you know in control of everything that can mm-hmm. just decide what goes it's is very you know realistic the idea of that because it's you know that's how our world was and unfortunately in some places still is yeah men feel like they have i don't want to get all political but you know like that they have <laughs> i mean yeah this that's what the whole movie is exactly anyways okay i'll say a nine right. they brought no up some way. good points they like mixed in some like um race issues in there because obviously mm-hmm. the whole town had a problem with that it was yeah. Sam. They were like, well, it's not illegal for you to kiss him. Exactly. And that's the kind of thing well. that when you see, you're just like, well, fuck, there's, there's nothing you can do to argue that when all these people are fucking dumb. Yeah. Literally yeah. a whole town full and of just dumb people. and ignorant. And, but and they didn't do it too heavy handedly. They didn't like just throw in a racial slur just to like, no, point they, out how they didn't. Were. Yeah. They didn't get, dirty with it they were just trying to be i don't know in true somewhat. disney fashion they like did it in like the exactly most way. it was very it was, it was subtle it was clean yeah i'll stick with the nine it was a good movie i just didn't like it per se but they made it well <laughs> just they just made it well you didn't like it you didn't think it was a good movie I uh, I think it was a good movie. I don't know you didn't if like I it though? like it though. Yeah, I don't know if I would watch it again or if I would. Um, wow. Like recommend I, yeah, it. Yeah, like I said, like I, it's not something that I would just you like. Oh, yeah. I don't have anything to do today, so let me just watch, watch Holes. It's not a movie that I would want to like watch over and over again. I agree. Like no. If it had like nostalgia factor, yes, but I never got that. So like, wow. it's definitely better than what I remembered it to be, and better than I thought it was going to be. But my personal liking to it i'm not gonna be like this is yeah. one of my the my thing is that i feel like anytime that i see a movie especially a movie that i didn't care about because i really did not care about this movie mm-hmm. once you get to a certain point in your life where you've experienced other things and you kind of like grow mentally you see it in a different light and i feel like mm-hmm. that's how i was able to enjoy this movie this time around but because of the level of growth that i've had in my life so like I feel like I see things in a different way. I agree. I used to I like mean, especially romance scenes. It's like oh god, I'm bored. But like now I love to get in my romance scenes, and they were giving it to me. Sam and Kate were like made a match yeah, made in heaven. Sam and okay. Kate plus eight. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> understand what you guys are saying. I just feel like, I mean, the, the you said that you wouldn't recommend it to anybody, and I'm like, what? This is a it's a good movie. It's a wholesome movie. It's got a good story. It's got wholesome. Like, like it's a, I, I don't think that. I don't. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Me and I don't, looked at each other like. <laughs> I don't <laughs> hold it in. Looked at each other because I said wholesome. Trying They'd, to hold um, it in. I don't think that. You're right. It doesn't have a lot of rewatchability. At least I don't think. Like I wouldn't like rewatch it a bunch of times. Maybe like once a year I put this movie on, but. Um, so it's not like a Star Wars level, but at the same time, I feel like it's a necessary movie. I feel like if you haven't seen this movie, you should watch this movie because it's like a movie to like, you know, you check it off. Okay. Like 
you know, Shia LaBeouf and Holes, he did great. It was a fantastic movie. I see movie. what you're Good saying, but it's true. not for, I wouldn't say it's, you need to watch it because of the movie, but just because of the zeitgeist popular culture, like everybody knows Holes. So it's like, not just a movie, talk about it's not a movie that. that's going to change your life. It's not a movie that's going to like make you see the world in a completely different light, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a movie that's going to like tell you a story about karma, basically, I guess. Yeah. So I disagree 100%. Anyways, move on. Enjoyment. How did you guys feel about the movie? Did you enjoy it? Obviously, you said you didn't. So what are your scores? I think my favorite part is any time that Sigourney gets on camera, to Either be honest. Sigourney <laughs> or Kissing Kate for me. That's fair. Or That's Sam, fair. too. Or Mama Zeroni. Anyone else? No. The lady with the pigs? No. Yeah, the first Stanley Yelnets or whoever that was trying to impress the lady? No. Everything in between sucks. Everything. Okay, what's your rating? I want to give it a six. Because I don't like, I don't dislike this movie. It's not a bad movie. I just don't love it. So yeah. I, mine personal, I would say so. Wow. Enjoyment is the category? Yes. How much did you enjoy this movie? I'm going to say it was an eight for me. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, that's a seven so far. Ryan, what's your, what's your verdict? I'm going to give it a nine. I really enjoy this movie. I think it's really good. I think it's got a lot of nice moments. Good, good cinematic moments. Good acting moments. It's got a great story. I had to read this story in elementary school, and uh, I don't know. I thought this movie did a great job of representing it. I'm going to give it a nine. That's good. You have such a deeper connection to this movie, though. So, like, I understand why you have so much more respect and admiration for it well, because like you grew you guys up did with Godzilla. You guys grew up with that Godzilla. I didn't like that. Godzilla. Definitely. I yeah. Movie. I mean, looking back at it, that movie's shit, it's but so bad. yeah, it's crap. But, and like, but, but like, that's the thing about this is that I, I, I always think about this movie as only holding so much. So being so good because of nostalgia, but then you watch it again and it's yeah. actually a good movie. It's like, I don't think this movie is like shit though. Like, no, I don't think this is yeah. a bad movie at all. I just think that there are a lot of chunks in the movie that are not, super fun yeah. and I don't know as a whole like, like again, I enjoy it but I don't love everything like about it the, the premise of a if you put like you can write a script in you can write a very exciting script in a boring place and and not 10 times out of 10 you're still gonna be in a boring place you know yes. so it's like the, given the circumstances I definitely understand what you're saying there's a lot of parts in this movie where it's like okay yeah I get it they're fucking digging holes get over it mm-hmm. but um, at the same time it's like that's just kinda like it's like watching a play you have to like put yourself in their stinky shoes yeah. <laughs> especially because okay, it's yeah. like a prison movie if it's a prison movie where yeah. our main protagonist is in a prison exactly. they need to m- try to drill into your head or give you the feeling that you're in prison exactly. so it's gonna be a little boring or tough or you're just gonna meet some people who are rude so like right. those parts aren't exactly fun but they're doing their job by getting you to feel uh, you know trapped or prisonated so what is the average there is that an eight it's a 7.6 that's an eight yeah so that's an eight there you go all right, she got a total. What is that? I Just a solid eight. Eight, eight plus eight, nine, nine plus eight. eight. Yeah, so that's equals eight point three divided by three. Eight point three. So eight. Yep, eight it is. Great. Awesome. Great. She's All a right. nice, well-rounded eight. She's a nice, I like that. Well-rounded eight. Two, yeah, I like that. Two holes right on top of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Two. <laughs> yeah. That's what. That's what an eight is, right? Right. That's what I'm right. right. I'm right. So, um, <laughs> babe, how do you feel? I feel like I'm ready for a nice tall glass of sploosh. <laughs> that was a good one. I thought you were going to say water. Ooh, it's, funny, it's funny, too, because at the end, sploosh is what they named their 
Uh, yeah, their, f- their foot, foot remedy. <laughs> oh, that's You're funny. Were you talking that. about the peaches? No. Yeah, he was talking or were you talking about the, about the foot? I'm not trying to drink the foot juice. Okay. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's trying, trying to peaches. get that, that peaches. peaches. I want some spicy peaches. Some nice fermented spiced peaches. That have been sitting in a boat for... Ooh, it was a boat, right? years, yeah. That didn't yeah. look like a boat. Can we just like... That looked, it was that, a, that looked like a It was a, a very square boat, but he built it himself. It was a raggedy boat. He's, yeah. He wasn't a boatsmith. So. I just don't remember his boat looking like that. I feel like his I boat was no, very no, traditional. It looked like boat. that. No, I remember that. It looked like that. Go back. It, it looked like that. It had a really weird square shape to it. You'll see. Go back. I dare you. I'm, Do it. That's the Mary Lou. See. That's You'll the boat. See. That's the one. You got it. You got it. No worries. You got it. Totally. You got it. No. What's the. You got it. Justin? Oh. How do you feel? How do I feel? I feel like it hasn't rained in a hundred years, and yet there's water pouring on my face after I've broken the family curse. Mm. Good for you. I feel like there's a lawyer telling me, honey, we gotta go. We gotta leave this place. And I said, not without my best friend, Hector. She said, you know what? Give me that file. (laughs) Don't worry, babe. I'm coming with you. And now we're headed to our mansion. (laughs) Oh, you are Hector. He is Hector. (laughs) Whoop. Oop. And how you feeling over there, Ryan? Over here, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like over here, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like shit. Over here, I'm feeling no, I'm just kidding. Over here, I'm feeling like my dad, Henry Wrinkler, just made a bunch of burgies, and I'm sliding Ooh. down the slide of my new mansion Ooh. with all these beautiful statues. Taking and we're about to go pool. watch the new commercial for his big business. Ooh, surrounded by all your fake friends. <laughs> surrounded by all my fake friends. Isn't that all you could ask for in life, though? One real friend and a bunch of fake ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. As long as you got the one. As long as you got you, that one zero uh, in only, your life. I got you, babe. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. I got you. Zero to hero. That's not <laughs> fact. All so, right. that was that. Louis Capalas, you have anything to plug? I'm going to Plug my Insta. You can go to Aura underscore Dell underscore Ray. You plug that Insta. Y'all can find plug. me on Twitter, Justin Vinas. And you can find me on Twitter at Firevex11. You can find us at RustingIntoStudios.com, Rusting Into Studios on YouTube, Rusting Into Studios on Twitter. And I'll be opening a Twitter soon, so just keep stay Ooh. stick around. Ooh. Keep your ear close to the ground for when Louis opens his Twitter account. What are you saying? That I'm I'm in hell or something? Close no. to the ground. That's an expression. It's I'm an a, expression. Is it? I must it be very is. uneducated because I've never heard it. Once you finally get down and dirty on the Twitter, you'll hear it. Oh, is that what that means? No. Get keep keep your keep your ear close to the ground means like, like listen pay closely, pay attention. Look out like, for it. It's like a, it's like a because in the wilderness, if you were like just listening, to listening for like earthquakes or something. No, you're like listening for a fucking animal running and shit. Oh. Imagine putting your ear on the ground and being like, there's a deer running 20 feet but, north. No, but dead ass. Like, that's what they do. You put your ear on the ground and you can feel the of an animal running like a, like 500 feet away or something. That's so you're um, saying that me putting my ear to the ground is going to make me hear when I open my Twitter? And as always, digging up up holes. Dig them. Digging up up holes. Holes. Okay. That was the episode. Bye. 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 This is how we feel. 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 This is how we feel.
that one. 